This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, every generation has their way of doing things, right? Uh, Baby boomers did things differently than their parents did. Gen X did things differently than baby boomers. And now millennials, of course, are doing things differently than all of those other generations. And a new study is kind of cementing that fact, actually. Uh, The study that was done by the Cardis Group shows that fewer Canadian young adults are married or even living together than in the past, and that more and more of them are deciding to just be alone. Now, this report is very cleverly called the Living La Vida Lonely Report, and we are going to get some of the details on it now with Peter John Mitchell, who's a senior researcher at the Cardis Think Tank. Peter, thank you very much for joining us. Hi, Simi. Thanks for having me on. What kind of work does Cardis do? Um, well, we're a social policy think tank, and we're particularly interested in uh, the social uh, institute, uh, social institutions, and uh, sort of the interrelationship of of different groups within within a community. So, how is our common life affected by things like family, or by education, or these other areas? So, that's the kind of work that we do. Basically, okay. a research group. Yeah. So, what did you look at here? So we looked at um, young adults, young Canadians between the ages of 20 and 34 and asked, what, is, what are they doing in terms of partnerships? What are they doing in terms of marriage, terms of living together? And what we found looking over the last 20 years of Census data is that nearly six in 10 young adults are going it alone, going it either not married or not living with a partner. And that's uh, up from about five in 10 just 20 years ago. So what we're seeing is that fewer are getting married and some are living together um, outside of marriage, yet um, that group is not growing as quickly as marriage is declining. So we're seeing more and more young adults uh, not in partner- lifetime partnerships. Are they talking about why that is? Yeah, so uh, the reasons why that might be are uh, are probably numerous and interrelated and, and somewhat complicated. It might be that young adults simply uh, are just choosing not to enter partnerships. They're taking their time, and that's certainly uh, obviously a valid uh, life approach for sure. But um, we're also seeing that uh, there might be some factors external to that that are, that are playing a part. So, for instance, more young people are spending longer in post-secondary education that's a good thing to get good jobs or at least trying to find entry into the job market, but they're bringing a lot of debt with them, unfortunately. And the housing market, particularly in big urban places, is really difficult to get into. So that's, uh, that's sort of delaying some of these other uh, life decisions. So um, when we do polling and when we look at attitudes of young, young adults, they would prefer to be financially stable before entering into permanent uh, or sort of lifelong re- partnerships. And so getting to that point of financial stability is certainly uh, one of the things that, that's becoming very difficult and is perhaps delaying uh, um, partnerships into, uh, into the, in the 30s and even beyond that. Isn't that interesting, Peter? Because you would in, in previous generations and like even in my generation, uh, the financial security sometimes came when you were in a relationship and you worked together to build financial security, but these, this generation is seeing it differently. Yeah, there's definitely been an attitudinal shift, and even sociologists have noticed this. They, they've suggested that maybe uh, uh, my parents' generation would have got married maybe in their early 20s, found a career, kind of got established, bought a house, then had kids. Um, now we're seeing that sort of marriage no longer being sort of the foundation for building a life on. Now we're seeing it, um, sociologists are saying it's like a capstone. It's like once I achieve these other markers of adulthood, then I feel ready to settle down into marriage. So that's really pushing off these partnership decisions 
conditions until uh, till later on. We've, we're seeing it um, into the 30s. And, uh, and we did some work earlier this year and found that actually um, uh, uh, that, that marriage is declining um, even into, uh, into the 40s and into the mid-50s as well. Interesting. So that would really show like much more of an emphasis on the individual, wouldn't it? Because sometimes I think if you ask previous generations, they'd say they didn't feel like they were grown up until they got married. Yes, and in fact, I had somebody say that to me in my early 20s, too. She said, life really began when I got married. And I think that's a, just a very different understanding of, uh, of uh, growing up than, than in the past. And, and I think it's interesting to see that this trend is happening among other trends, too. So we're seeing young adults uh, often stay at home longer. So even into the, the late 20s, we're seeing about a quarter of young adults living in the family home. So they've either moved out and had to come back, or they've just stayed. Some of that is economic factors. Some of that is is also just cultural expectations that we're seeing more multi-generational households and so that that's a uh, just a choice that, that's being made and, and uh, some of those people are providing care to older adults as well. So there's a, a number, I think, factors going on here. Now, Peter, what do you think some of the repercussions of this could be? Well, I think on a personal level, if people are wanting to get married, and we uh, have seen some uh, some data points that would suggest that of unmarried people in their 20s, early 30s, about 50% of them say they'd like to get married at some day. So that could create some frustration if uh, they're, they're um, not able to find those partners. And some of the reasons that we're seeing in, in other data sources are suggesting the financial, as I mentioned, or harder to find, uh, to find uh, the right person. So there's some frustration perhaps on the personal level, that kind of delays entry into, into having kids and having as many kids as we like. Um, and sometimes those have bigger implications for wider society in terms of uh, we have an aging society, we have uh, f- fewer kids being born, and that can put some strain on, uh, on our social safety nets and other uh, economic aspects as well. Right, because I mean, we're not going to feel the full impact of this for a couple of decades, are we? Yeah, I think that's certainly true. So that will um, uh, that will challenge us, and we'll have to look at other ways and other uh, sort of social connections to kind of fill those gaps as well. So it does have some implications, even perhaps for for loneliness or social isolation. We'll have to look at other ways to uh, to build those social networks as well. And older parents. I mean, they're going to be much older when they have children. That's true, and that has implications for even intergenerational relationships. Yeah. That uh, that down the road, maybe uh, children won't uh, have as long a relationship uh, uh, with their grandparents or even know their grandparents at all. So that definitely does change some of those uh, interfamily dynamics. Okay, so they're putting off getting married as well, and they're putting off home ownership. Where are they living? Are they living on their own then, or are they just happy being single? Well, I guess it would all depend. Certainly, as we said, some people are, are, are uh, finding themselves in the family home for a little bit longer, so that's part of it as well. Some of them are finding, I guess, roommates and other ways of, of living together. There's even, uh, I think, a book out a few years ago that looked at this kind of trend in, in urban cities and finding that many people were just choosing to have uh, their own space, have their own apartment, uh, but often economics uh, makes that a real challenge, and so people are kind of finding other uh, roommates or other arrangements to kind of figure out uh, how, how to... Uh, how to uh, how to live and how to make that yeah. work economically, right? Have we ever seen a generation do something like this before? Like I was saying earlier, every generation does things a little bit differently. But have we seen this kind of thing before? Well, it's interesting. If you look at the the, the average age of, of marriage, um, even just back in the 1980s, I think for women it was around 25, age 25. Um, we estimate that that's been pushed off into the 30s. So this is a really long trend that's been building for decades and decades, along with some of the other trends around it. So this is quite unique to see um, to see uh, this kind of partnership uh, put off and in some cases uh, not, not realized or not reached. Hmm, Okay, so now after doing this, then, do you have more questions, and what would you like to look at next? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested in into why these uh, why these trends are happening. Um, I've always thought too that marriage needs sort of other sort of social institutions and other things around it to kind of support it. And so, if those aren't there, how does that affect um, our understanding of what marriage is? And also, um, it's sort of interesting to see these dating apps uh, uh, proliferate. And, and I see now that Facebook is even more uh, getting involved in the game. And so, how, even how we're meeting and marrying is very different. And I, I'd be interested in exploring what that might mean. I guess maybe that's also why they're putting it off. Yeah, perhaps. Although it's interesting that uh, uh, there's a great debate about those apps and do they actually, uh, they, you know, they grow the pool of potential, uh, potential uh, partners, but at the same time, um, there's some data that would suggest that maybe those relationships don't last as long or, or whatever. So I think there's very much a debate about that. I think the, the ways that we used to partner before that had these kind of social supports, you know, maybe your cousin had a friend that kind of yeah. introduced you, that's less so happening. And so some of those, uh, you know, that friend to vouch for that, that, that person that you met or whatever, some of those aspects and some of those supports are no longer there. So, or there at a lesser extent. So I wonder how that will affect how we meet and marry and partner. That is so fascinating. Peter, thank you so much for your time. Well, thanks for having me on. That was Peter John Mitchell, senior researcher at the Cardis Think Tank, author of the Living La Vida Lonely Report. This, you know, we're not fully seeing the impact of this, but we will in the years and decades ahead. So essentially, their report looked at census data between 1996 and 2016 for people aged 20 to 34. And what they found with that generation, which we call like the millennial generation, is that there has been a slow but steady growth in the number of young people who are not not married, not living together, and not even in a relationship, essentially. Uh, And mainly they're citing economic conditions, and many are also deciding to move back home with the parents. And they said this shows that the trend is actually delaying uh, their moving into what they consider to be adulthood and putting off also having children. And I'm sure if you know any people of that age, you're like, oh, Yeah, I did see that, actually. That's exactly what was pointed out. And also, we're not meeting people the same way that we used to as well, right? It used to be that, as uh, Peter was pointing out there, that maybe you met through a friend of a friend or somebody introduced you. I don't think people do that anymore, right? That all And that all has to be a perfect match. Have you ever noticed that? Like right away, people want like the perfect match. There's no more like compromise or settling or anything like that. People want it to be like... Love it for sight. They want to feel it right away and they want it to be absolutely perfect. This is going to be a very interesting next 10 years to see how this all works out, isn't it? Uh, so that was uh, Peter John Mitchell from the Cardis Think Tank and the report is called Living La Vida Lonely.